I'm Kara. I'm Elena. And this is Science FM. You know that reoccurring nightmare I have where I apply for a bunch of grad schools and then I don't get in? Yeah, you have that like once a week. Yeah, so it's happening more often and I think I should just do it. Just apply to grad school? Yes. Yeah, sure. You know what? Me too. I'll do it too. How about that? You know? (laughs) Why not? And actually, the timing works out because our guest today is talking all about how to get into grad school. Yeah, we're bringing on Abby Lavelle to talk about her experiences applying for psychology grad programs and her experience working in an admissions office. Yeah, we're also going to look at why the application process can be so daunting and so expensive. I heard it might be worth it, but what do these grad schools even want from us? And like completing a higher education program in science is difficult, so how do students even get through it? Research, teaching, assistantships networking yeah again how do you get through it well kara there is only one way to find out crack open that gre test prep and let's get started hey abby welcome to the pod thanks for having me yeah all right abby just to get started can you tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, so my name is Abby, as you've both said. Um, um, we, both, we did both say it. Um, I'm currently an admissions counselor um, for a psychology graduate program here in the city. I work mostly with master's students. Very cool. Which program? In school. The Chicago School of Professional Psychology. I work Ooh. with all of our master's programs, so it's like a lot of them. Um, mostly, I am the program liaison for the Applied Behavior Analysis Program, wow. but I also work a lot with counseling psychology, clinical mental health counseling, industrial organizational psychology. Oh. I also do comedy improv in the city. Oh, heck yeah, oh. dude. With you sometimes. Yeah, with, all the time. All the time. All the time. and I are doing Every other time. Oh, so you do it at I.O.? The yeah, I.O. Yeah, we were yeah. oh. some teams together at I.O., but mm-hmm. we're going to find something else. Yeah. We'll find something else. Yeah. So I also heard you applied... For a program. I did. And you got in. I got in. A PhD program for psychology? A master's program. A master's program. Um, It was a developmental psych master's program out of Mm -hmm. Columbia. Okay. With a focus in creativity and cognition. Uh Because I want to try to find a way to like combine improv and psychology in like cool, weird ways. very cool. Because it is, I think improv is very helpful for you. Improv is very helpful. I actually went to a conference. I'm such a fancy lady. I went to an improv and psychology conference last year. Wow. And it blew my entire mind. That's so (laughs) cool. It was so cool. It was like people talking about how important improv is as a therapeutic tool and also using improv as um as the therapist to like keep yourself open and make sure you're listening and like all of this cool stuff too and i was like this is what i want to do that's really cool yeah um so is that why you decided you wanted to go to grad school was because you like saw that well that and i've always even before i went to college i knew i wanted to be a college professor that was just like something like i want to be a super nerd in school all the time and i yeah i get that (laughs) but i hate teenagers so it's like i'm just gonna work with people who are even more distraught all the time and Mm. work with people in their early 20s so i work with master students trying to get them into graduate school and it's actually really cool because half the people i work with are like i want to go to graduate school and do something because if you've studied psychology at all you realize that you can do absolutely nothing with a bachelor's degree in psychology nice you can't get licensed for a lot of things you can do a few small things but none of it is stuff that you really want to do for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. it's all kind of made for people who have their bachelors who are looking to do something else in the future so Mm -hmm. i work with a lot of potential students who are like no i've always known i want to be a therapist i want to be a therapist this is going to be so much fun um is fun the word yeah (laughs) fun (laughs) 
is not the proper word, but they're very excited to make a big difference, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And then I also have students who are like, I know I like people. I want to work with people. Um, maybe like in a school. Yeah. I like testing things. And you're like, okay, be a school psychologist. I got you. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) So I like, I do do some, like I'm an admissions counselor. So there is some counseling to it, which is cool for me. Yeah. Um, to be able to like help people find what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then I also get to read all of the essays and all the letters of recommendation, which are both the best and worst things (laughs) in the entire universe. Yeah. So after you did your master's, would you then apply for your PhD? Yes. Because that's like, so my brother just finished his master's and now he's going to be applying for PhD programs. So either you can, is it that you can either apply for a program that's straight up PhD, you go right through the all four years. And the beauty of psychology is there's no consistency across the board. So (laughs) it's not that like most programs you need your master's or most programs you don't. It's literally anything goes. There are some programs that you do need the master's already Mm -hmm. and some where you don't. So Mm -hmm. like trying to find a spot that is doing both research that I want to do in the concentrations that I want to do, which is already really specific. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding some place that also I want to teach eventually. So I want to be doing TA positions throughout Mm -hmm. my entire. So you would want to get hired at the place that you went to school at? Is that not necessarily, but I want to go to a big school that has TA positions for master's students because mm-hmm. I want to become a better teacher and I want to teach undergrads. Mm-hmm. So I want to find a spot that has a big enough program that they can support that and that they need the TAs. Mm-hmm. And mostly the reason I didn't end up going to this, going to Columbia that I got into is they didn't offer me any scholarships or any assistantships. Yikes. Okay, yeah. And living in New York is expensive. Did you know? Yeah, did you know? I've heard. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> And somehow I found really cheap rent here in Chicago, and I was, like, trying to look, like, anywhere in New York was going to be, like, four times my rent here. And I was like, there's no way I can do that with literally no funding. So now I'm looking at different, like, if there's funded master's programs and funded PhD programs that I can go straight through. PhD, I thought, is usually funded. Generally speaking, yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're you're looking at a grad school, you're looking for TA positions, you're looking for affordable housing yeah looking for hopeful hopeful like scholarships as well as like the yeah. research area you want to do is there anything yeah. else specifically you look for when you before you apply for programs um that you're actually doing what you want to do nice. like because that, yeah. that's half the reason i waited so long to actually apply to graduate programs i've known i wanted to go since i was 18 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i didn't know what i wanted to do it in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so like in undergrad i studied theater neuroscience and psychology nice <laughs> And I didn't know which one of those I wanted to focus on in a graduate program. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually went out and, like, worked and worked with teens in a mental health facility. And I worked at a theater full time for a couple of years and, like, dabbling in a few different things. And the great thing about working in an admissions office is I get to know there are so many things other than just a PhD in psychology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is so many different facets to it that you can explore a lot of different options within the title mm-hmm. and then within the research itself, too. So you've narrowed it down. You've got, like, your top five yeah. schools you want to apply to. What type of, like, what do you have to put together to actually submit that application? Like, what does an application take? Yeah. So generally, you have, like, the base application, the application fee, which can range anywhere from, like, to, like, $0 to $100. Okay. Um, Fun. Fun. A lot of places, oftentimes, if you literally just ask the admissions office, be like, hey, I'm really struggling to put this money together. Sometimes they can give you a reduced thing, or if you go to an open house, sometimes you can get a waiver if you start the application that day. Mm -hmm. Um, And some admissions counselors will tell you that, be like, no, why don't you come to our open house? And then we'll see what we can do about that. Um, So there's a lot of different ways to kind of finagle that part. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you reach out to professors before you applied? I did. Um, 
I did. I reached out to the professor at Columbia who does research in musical theater and Mm -hmm. psychology Mm -hmm. um, and was just like, hey, I would love to know some more about your research and what you're doing, Mm -hmm. um, even though I'm just applying as a master's student. And he was like, yeah, here's a time pick up the phone and you can call me. Oh, that's so cool. So yeah. you got to like talk to him. I got to that. like actually talk to him over the phone. <laughs> like the first question, he was like, well, do you, what do you want to study? And I was like, well, theater and psychology. He's like, no, what about it? I was like, because oh. <laughs> I had never, I had never been able to like actually go into more depth than that. Mm-hmm. So my can answer, which I usually tell people is like, oh, like theater and psychology are actually two really similar things. And they like inform each other really well. And he mm-hmm. was like, yeah, I literally study this. I know this. What, like, do you want to focus on empathy or like development of skills and things like that? I was like, oh. I feel like he talks to a lot of yeah. kids. And so he's like, here are my questions. Okay. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Which is fair, and it yeah. was a good question, but I hadn't actually thought about that, too. So, like, after I chatted with him, I was like, okay, let's actually think about what about it I do want to study. Mm-hmm. Um, and initially, I was applying for a cognitive program versus developmental. Um, and developmental is studying more of the changes that occur once, that how they affect long-term, versus cognitive is just in that moment. So he's like, no, I think you're more developmental because you want to see what happens in a longer period of time. So being able to, like, fill that out. And nice. did you have, like, a... Did you have to write a research proposal in your application? I didn't because it was just a master's program. Okay. Um, so oftentimes, master's programs, at least from what I've experienced, don't need the research proposal because, generally speaking, master's programs, it's not a full dissertation. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing a thesis or you're doing a, a shorter project, so you don't need to have that full breadth of things mm-hmm. when you're doing phd programs you have to do like a full sometimes they're like apa sided like <laughs> just like i don't want to touch that but i'm going to <laughs> of like what you want to study and like finding articles and things like that too mm-hmm. um but for the master's program it was literally just i really want to do this program i really want to study like the intersection of that and this is why and this is why columbia will be a good thing and that's what that essay was okay mm-hmm. Very cool. So, okay, so we know you applied to Columbia and got into Columbia. Did yeah. you apply to other programs as well? I didn't. I literally applied to Columbia. Um, <laughs> one for one. One yeah. for one. So we've got a good track record so far. I was thinking about possibly moving to New York in the fall um, just to, like, get a change in big city. It'll be cool. I've only been there once in high school, so <laughs> I know it's great. Um, but it was really – they were still accepting applications in April when I applied, mm-hmm. and literally it was two-week turnaround. I decided I was going to do it April 1st, and the whole thing was due April 15th. Wow. So I had to, like, order my transcripts, like, talk to my letters of recommendation, like, all of that in two weeks. And it's totally doable. Did you already have your GRE done? No, they didn't require the GRE. Oh, bless. Yeah. So I'm playing that game right now of studying for the GRE in it. Because other programs require it. Yeah. Like, most PhD programs require it. Quite a few master's programs do Mm -hmm. my school doesn't require it Mm -hmm. because it's not a good indicator of student success it's really not it's really Mm -hmm. not um but it's something easy from like from the admissions side being able to kind of get a a gauge for someone on a numbers level just makes it so much easier when you have two numbers to go off of the 
GRE and the GPA mm-hmm. makes it easier for PhD programs because they get so many applicants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I'm currently looking at programs right now because I think yeah. I might want to apply. Yeah. And like, I'm avoiding all programs that require the GRE. Yeah. Partially because I don't want to pay for the test. It's yes. like almost $200. And also because like. I think it's over $200. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like 260 or something insane. stupid. Insane. Yeah. I haven't scheduled mine yet because I keep just saying, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to <laughs> yeah. do it. And now I'm like, oh, wait, I've been saying this for literally two years. I just need to buy it yeah i know my friend so he just left for seattle he's doing a program there for environmental science nice and he did the jury he said he bombed it and he wow. still got into this program and he's like is he something he's just like maybe it doesn't really matter and i'm like yeah. maybe it doesn't they just want you to pay the money to take right. it well and there are some different things i know so our clinical psych id um this id is slightly different than a phd it's a little bit more applied um but for this id the apa requires that you take the GRE Mm -hmm. and you have to like follow to make sure that your program stays accredited by them you have to get those numbers Mm -hmm. so literally feel like we need it but like we don't look at it that hard Mm -hmm. for different applicants and things like that like Mm -hmm. we're not going to care if you're two percentiles off but there is kind of a benchmark they like you to reach but it's not like you don't have to be the 95th percentile. Right. Versus yeah. like Harvard, they're going to be like, if you're not 99, like, why? <laughs> what are you, yeah, exactly. why are you even here? Yeah. Why did you even submit this? What usually is like the lowest percentile that most like most programs are looking for? Or is there a percentile or a score that people um, are looking for? I've heard that the 50 percentile is kind of a good one. Okay. Um, it really depends on the program and how competitive it is. That's true. Mm-hmm. Also depends on what you're studying. So for, I know for some, like even some theater degrees, they require the GRE and they're like, we don't care how you do in math. We're looking at yeah. the verbal. Like that's mm-hmm. what I've English heard as well. PhDs mm-hmm. are like, take it. We don't care about the math. Mm-hmm. Like, so different things are important to different. That's what I've heard as schools. well. Yeah. Like, so again, for my brother, he yeah. did East Asian studies. That was his mm-hmm. master's. And like, he did really, really well, but, like, his math, like, they didn't really care about it. It was, like, verbal and things like that, because they're, like, that's what we want you to actually be good at. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then there's, like, my sister just applied and got into PA school, and she had to take the GRE and have, like, really good GRE scores, um, and was able to, like, make that happen and start the program, because for her, everything was important, Mm because it's, the first year is med school. Right, yeah. She's mm-hmm. basically going to med school, and they're like, no, you need to have really good scores on everything. Yeah, it's incredibly competitive. Because yeah. my, my sister's looking at master's programs for, like, hospital administration and things right. like that. So she just took the GRE, and she did well, but she's, like, not good enough. Because they give you uh. your score, like, immediately, yeah. right? Yeah, they give you your score because it's a computer-generated uh, yeah. test. Um, so the first section is standard, and then the second section, they'll give you harder questions if you're really good at the first section and easier questions if you're really bad at the first section. Whoa. So it's it's computer adaptive now, um, but they can't give wait. you your writing. They can't give you the essay right away because someone actually has to read the essay. Okay, wait. So explain that again. So like, so if you are, did really bad your first section, they you, give you for the math questions? section. Yeah. Um, the first section is going to be relatively the same for everyone. It's kind of medium with a few easies and a few hards. Based on how you do in that first section, if you did really well and you got all of the questions, you're going to get a harder test in the second part. Mm-hmm than you did in the first part because they're trying to place you within that hard section uh, so it divides like a higher level percentile. Mm-hmm. Higher, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah trying to divide you within that percentile oh wow my gosh yeah so there are I don't two like different how math smart sections. this computer is yeah it's really smart <laughs> wow and just... you only get like two minutes in between the two sections oh. and like 
Yeah, it's very intense. It's like a four-hour test. Yeah. So Literally, like, that's the thing I'm most worried about is like, I just have to sit still for four hours and I don't know if what I'm What happens if you go to the that. bathroom or something like that? You have to use the 10 minutes that you get after like the <gasps> three section. Like, yeah. 10 minutes? Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> I can pee fast, but like, I also want to breathe a little bit. Yeah. It's like working at Amazon. Bring a yeah. bottle. Oh my God. <laughs> Too sad. I don't think they would literally, you can't have, you can't like wear jewelry in the testing room for the GRE. There's like a bunch of weird, stupid rules that they don't let uh, you do. You the, can't bring your own pencils. You have to use the, for the required. Paper. Yeah. This is making me want to take it less. Yeah. <laughs> like every time I open my prep book, I'm like, do I though? Like, do yeah. I want to do this? Looking back, would you do anything different with your application? Like, I know you got in, but yeah. for people who maybe are listening right now and they're like, I want to apply for a program in science, like, right. how what, what would you tell them? Um, I would definitely say to, like, talk to the professors. Mm -hmm. Having a professor who's going to be on your side is definitely going to help in the admission process. Mm -hmm. um, and some schools really like it if you contact the the admissions office my school loves it like literally i call people all the time being like hey are you interested like trying to make sure people are applying to the right programs because mm -hmm. they're all so similar in psych mm -hmm. but being able to figure out like do they want to talk to me or don't they want to talk to me mm -hmm. chances are they do want to have at least one conversation with you um just so they have a touch point mm -hmm. um but just like getting in contact and finding out what they are looking for mm -hmm. um so like students will call me and be like oh what are like is my application competitive and no admissions counselors gonna be like no you're getting in like it's fine like that you can't do that yeah. <laughs> like, i legally can't tell you anything about even that. if you think that they're really good right because <laughs> i've had applicants who i thought were really good who got rejected oh my god and i've had applicants who were not the best who got accepted and you're like ah it sounds like improv <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sounds like any audition ever. yeah yeah because <laughs> sometimes they're just not a good fit or they're not quite ready for a program and some Sometimes they do really well when they're not talking to me. When they're actually talking to a professor, they're like, great. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's wild. That's uh, yeah. It makes me so stressed. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, also talking to people who are also applying to programs. Mm -hmm. Like, my sister got into the number two PA school in the nation, but she got rejected from other programs. Right. Because it wasn't a good fit. Yeah. So there are programs, even if like, even if you're like, oh, this is my dream school. If they don't think it's going to be a good fit for you, it's yeah. not going to be a good fit. Yeah. Well, it's like, um. so my brother now applying for his PhD program, right. he's applying for all the Ivy Leagues. He's applying for yeah. all of them because he's like, I need to get to the best school because that's the only way I'm going to get a job out of this. Like, right. At least that's the way he thinks. Right. Um, and he says it's like crazy because he could get rejected from all the schools mm -hmm. and get accepted into like Harvard or yeah. like it. And they accept like one person or two people or yeah. something. And they also like he has a crazy great resume. He yeah. went, you know, Stanford for his master's. Really great. He yeah. could be rejected by all the schools. Right. Because they could have like, oh, but these kids are better. Right. And it's just such a luck of the draw. Yeah. I was looking at like one of the psych places that I'm looking into. They're like, yeah, we get about 300 applicants for our 15 spots. Oof. Okay, how am I supposed to beat out the 285 mm -hmm. other students? Like, yeah. it's also a test to, like, I got into Columbia, too. Like, I have to continually tell myself, no, I I am a good applicant. Yeah. I look at applications all day long, and I know I have better writing. So, like, mm -hmm. I yeah. know things about the application process, and I'm still nervous. Yeah. 
Because there's still a possibility that they don't like me too. It's like mm. a weird Tinder relationship. I was going to say, it feels yeah. like a weird relationship where you're like courting each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, maybe this time. <laughs> yeah. Because even from like the admissions side for interview days, we're just as nervous as the students are because we're like, they're also seeing if it's a good fit for them. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, we have to get all the pizza has to be in order because it's Chicago. We have to have deep dish pizza <laughs> at all of the interview days. Figuring out like what, like, we want to put our best foot forward, too. So everyone's nervous. Yeah. Wow. Um, and did did you have to interview for Columbia? I didn't. Okay. But some schools do require that. Some schools that. do. Um, especially at the master's level, it can go either way. PhD programs almost always have an interview process. Ooh, scary. Yeah. Obviously, grad school is so cool. It's really yeah. interesting. Like, I personally really want to apply. Yeah. I, like, love further education, and I know mm-hmm. a lot of my friends do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you speak to the economic inequality mm-hmm. for people, like, actually affording to get into grad school? Yeah. Um, especially if they still have, like, loans from undergrad right. and things like that. Like, how would you describe yeah. that experience? So there's there's kind of a, a thought pattern that you have to go through when you're thinking about applying um, if that money is going to be helpful for you, there are some master's degrees that are literally just an extra sheet of paper and they're not going to help you that much in what mm-hmm. you want to do. Psychology is kind of different because you need a master's or a PhD to practice oftentimes. But there are a lot of schools, there are so many scholarships available. And if you know you want to go to a PhD program, go to a fully funded PhD program. Mm-hmm. Find somewhere where you can get that funding if you need it. There are places to go and ways to get around the system, too, like asking your admissions counselors, are there application fee waivers? Is there a scholarship that I can get for it? Can I send in my FAFSA mm-hmm. and prove something? Sometimes that times that way you can get an application fee waiver. Mm-hmm. There are different ways to kind of get around that system mm-hmm. that you can make it easier for yourself and you don't have to pay as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, a PhD is always going to be stupid expensive. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of how the world is working right now, which Mm -hmm. sucks. But Mm -hmm. trying to find a spot that is more economically important to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't have a huge amount of student debt, and I could take up a lot of loans to go to a master's or a PhD program. But I'm also choosing to go to a fully funded program Mm -hmm. because I want to put myself on the same playing field. I don't. I don't want to have that huge amount of debt. To like I think, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there should be fully funded options available. And mm-hmm. I think that they should be easily accessible to people. That's important. And then when you are in grad school, then your your current loans are put on hold, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah, oftentimes. Because, I mean, especially if you're doing federal loans, if you can show that you're a full-time student, they'll put them on pause. Nice. So I've also been trying to like, as I can pay a little bit extra so I don't actually have to pause them until a little bit further on. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's um, smart. So I have a little bit of a buffer, but yeah, it's hard. Well, well, I was going to say too, working in admissions, like, do you see on the backside, do you see schools like pushing to make these graduate programs more affordable? Like, are there pushes within different yeah. education systems? Um, because that's also, so- that's something that's really important to students right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be important to students and especially the Chicago school is looking to make a difference in underserved communities. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes you want someone who's going to be in that community. So you, we have all kinds of different scholarships. A lot of them are academically driven, but there's one scholarship that we do have. If you do stupid well in the GRE, you get a $10,000 renewable scholarship. So if I have a student who's like really struggling, I'm like, okay, 
but I need you to do really well in the GRE mm-hmm. so I can get you this scholarship. Right. I will tell my students, I need you to do this because I want you to get in. Because mm-hmm. admissions counselors, at least I get very invested in my students. I really want them to go to school and for them to do well. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to make a lot of money as a counselor. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to try to figure out what I can do for you before that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm like... Just I know that the programs I'm looking at, I'm like, they got to give me money or yep. I can't go. Well, and that was what was so devastating about Columbia. Because yeah. I called financially and they're like, you got no scholarships, you got no assistant chips. And I was like, that means I can't go. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. What's program- that conversation like to have with the Like, I, just- I emailed financial aid and yeah. was like, hey, like, I know it's a pretty quick turnaround, but when will I find out about scholarships and assistantships and things like that? And they mm-hmm. said, oh, well, you don't. They emailed me back and said, you don't qualify master's students at that program. Don't qualify for it. Oh, my God. That gives like, me, like, chills. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, it, like, it, there was a week in between me finding out I got in and me finding out I got no funding. Oh. So for a week, I was like, I'm moving to New York. I'm telling literally everyone I know. Yeah. I got into school at Columbia. I'm going to go get my master's degree. And then a week later, I had to be like, oh, no. Oh, that's board. devastating. And then just, like, having to quietly tell people, like, oh, no, I'm I'm not moving to New York, I'm staying here because it's too expensive. That is just Which like... Which is like... Yeah. It's just such a greater conversation. We don't have to have that now, but yeah. like how unaffordable these yeah. things are. Like they shouldn't well, be like that. My parents, God bless them, did the math because they have like the estimated... So you have tuition and fees and mm-hmm. living expenses in New York and they have that all on the website. So you can do the math. And it was going to be $190,000 for me to get a master's degree in two years. A master's too. To get a master's degree that will... Literally, it's... A master's degree that doesn't give me any licensure. I would have to get a PhD afterwards. So it's just like you just have that over your head f- yeah. for until like you- literally I'm never yeah. gonna pay off one hundred ninety thousand. No. That's that's like two houses. Oh yeah. my god. <laughs> hey, let's all just go to school in Europe. Yeah, where it's so much yeah, cheaper. Absolutely. Or like NYU has free med school now. Whoa. I heard about that yeah. actually. Aubrey. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell Aubrey to be a doctor. Hey, Aubrey, if you're listening to this pod right now, be a go doctor. to be a doctor. NYU. NYU. <laughs> no, my sister, three months before she graduated with her undergrad, she's like, I'm going to be a doctor. And we're like, what? And she's like, that's what I'm doing. And then she changed her mind after the summer. She was taking up. I was pre med for a year. Yeah, I yeah. thought about it for a semester, and then I thought, no, thank you. I Here's the thing, though. So usually pre-med students stop at organic, mm-hmm. and I stopped after organic one, and I continued and took orgo two because I love I organic. love orgo. It was my favorite. And then they were like, you have to take physics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot do it. I yeah. cannot do it. Yeah. I took physics, and then I took biophysical chemistry, and I was like, well, I hate this. Oh, done. <laughs> and that's yeah. all I need to know about the human body is there it's bad, yeah. and we all die. So <laughs> I Sorry. studied English. There you go. There you go. <laughs> let's do like a very quick summary of what we've talked about so just some key points for students applying for grad school let's say Mm -hmm. specifically in science yeah Mm -hmm. um talk to the professors Mm -hmm. send an email give them a call be like hey i'm interested in your research this is why I'm interested in your research. Do you have a time to talk or can you answer a couple of questions mm-hmm. um, that's going to get you in contact with them? Also, it'll get you more excited. I was thrilled when I got to talk to the professor. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he was excited to talk to a potential student. Mm-hmm. Faculty love PhD students because they're like, I'm going to be working with this kid for five years. Like, mm-hmm. let's get pumped. Yeah. Um, also, going to open houses and going to different events on campus not only help you get more familiar with the institution, sometimes you get an application fee waiver. 
save yourself some money. Love that. Which like you <laughs> love that. I know. Applications are expensive. Get it where you can. Yeah. yeah. And, like, find out if the GRE is important to them or not. Mm -hmm. So for some PhDs, you'll need the GRE, but they don't care. And some of them have different benchmarks. Different schools will have, like, we want the 70th percentile. We want the 40th percentile. Mm -hmm. Asking them and figure out how much you have to stress over it. Mm -hmm. Because it's already a stressful test. Don't stress yourself Mm -hmm. out more than you need to. Right. For Mm -hmm. sure. Thanks so much for talking with us, Abby. Um, Did you have any last words? (laughs) (laughs) Um, As I go to my death. Uh, no, like everyone's trying to get into grad school and everyone is terrified about getting into grad school. So Mm -hmm. oftentimes like talking to your friends being like, Hey, I'm, I've been telling literally everyone I know I'm taking the GRE. So then everyone has to be like, have you taken it yet? yet?" Instead of just my mom being like, Abby, have you taken my GRE? (laughs) Literally the entire universe. But everyone like have your friend who's an English major, read your essay, talk to your friends, talk to your parents. They'll all be very excited for you. And everyone will be super excited when you get into Columbia. And then they'll also be excited that you're staying in Chicago. Yeah. I was excited. I was like very sad, but then I was like, this is better. We can hang out. Okay. Well, I think we've just made a, packed i'll take the gre together later so i'm gonna do it as late as possible and <laughs> i'm doing I, mine in october <laughs> october it is october it is <laughs> we can all remember how to do algebra together uh. <laughs> and that's a wrap there we go <laughs> Science FM is hosted by me, Elena Briss, and Kara Larson. Our sun, moon, stars, and executive producer is Ellery Lowry. Shout out to the only person who makes us sound good, our editor, Lane Gerbig. Special thanks to Val Agnew and TBD Studios. Our theme music is by Tracy Kunzika. You can check out more of her work on her Twitter at T-R-U-N-Z-I-K-A. Thanks this week to Abby Lavelle and her knowledge on grad school. To further explore the world of Science FM, visit our website at sciencefm.org. Don't forget to like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Thanks for listening. See you soon. You are the track of all trades. Yep. There we go. (laughs) The track of all trades. Is that what it is? Jack of all trades. Jesus Christ. (laughs) I've been saying track of all trades. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Probably my entire life. Oh my God.